Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Join more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Actually, it's Judd and Doogie because this is the third episode of Bonus Tuesday Scoopage. And Doogie, I want to start by uh, congratulating you, by telling you how impressed I am that you came on Mackie and Judd on Monday morning, to be clear, Monday morning, and uh, threw out what was going on in the Gopher basketball coaching search, and you included the fact that Ben Johnson had just been in uh, to talk to Mark Coyle and that he was definitely a very serious candidate for the job. And Monday afternoon, we found out that Ben Johnson had gotten the job. This is what the scoop is about, my man giving us the inside information before it leaks out. Very nice work. I applaud you. And so does Declan. Well, thank you, Judd. Thank you, Declan. Good morning to both of you. Hey, every squirrel finds an acorn, right? I will say this much. Longstanding relationships matter. Ben is 40, just turned 40. I'm 41. We have some mutual friends going way back. He was at De La Salle High School, two-time captain for the Gophers. You know, then when he was on Patino's staff, we had a relationship. So put it this way, I was trying to be careful. I don't think Ben wanted too much out there that could potentially derail his chances. But yeah, I mean, I was aware that that he had an initial Zoom interview with Coyle. Then he flew into town. He was here over the weekend. He met with Coyle. He met with President Joan Gable. I'll be curious. I'll be talking to Ben here soon. I'll be curious to hear his on-the-record response. Maybe it might be different when we catch up on the phone in the near future. Mm -hmm. But, like, even as recently as this time last week, if I had told Ben Johnson one week ago, Tuesday morning, the 16th of March, hey, I really like your chances. Like, in the next seven to ten days, I think there's going to be a news conference to introduce you as the new men's Gophers basketball coach, I think he would have said I was nuts, <laughs> that I was delusional, that there's no bleeping way on this planet that that could conceivably happen. So a lot changed really, really fast. I also know many, many former players, other influential alumni, you know, they they championed his cause. They reached out to Mark. They were loud and very clear to Mark, hey, this is the guy you need to hire. I'm talking with J.B. Bickerstaff. I mean, that's one name. I'm talking with J.B. Bickerstaff, the Cleveland Cavaliers head coach, former gopher. Him and Ben missed each other by like a year or two. 
but they know each other, right? Sure. Once in the Gopher basketball family, always in that family. So JB and Ben have a have a close relationship. I'm talking to JB here in about 30 minutes, but I was texting with JB. JB said, hey, just make this known. I and other influential alumni will do everything we can to ensure that Ben has the best chance to succeed, everything within the rules. But whatever Ben needs, he is going to have so many people he can lean on. This hire in so many ways, Judd, galvanizes in what many ways was a pretty broken, you know, just fraternity of, of former players, Richard Coffey and, and others of that ilk. You know, there there was a split for, for many years, the last final years of, of the Patino era. That group is now galvanized for whatever that's worth, because some people listening right now might say, who gives a crap? The right. Gophers were terrible in 2000. They were terrible in 2004. They were terrible in 2008. Who cares what those ex-players think? But I'm just telling you, many former players and other influential alumni, that that is one of the issues. I've talked about this with you guys, Judd. Like, there are not influential boosters when it comes to the Gophers men's basketball program. I think Ben will unearth some of those people. Like, we talk about Indiana is able to fire Archie Miller, pay him a $10 million buyout, because some influential alumni, we all think it's Mark Cuban, right, cut a big fat check. Literally cut the check. Right. Indiana didn't have to cut the check. Somebody, likely Mark Cuban, cut the check so they could <laughs> fire Archie Miller. The Gophers don't have that person. I'm telling you. And I'm not saying that they'll have somebody of, of Mark Cuban's level. But I think Ben Johnson will do a good job influencing some of those people to say, okay, I need to be more heavily involved, including on the financial side. Sure. Uh, so th- I guess the most important thing and and why we think there was a major reason that Mark Coyle picked Ben Johnson is recruiting. So tell me this, off the bat now, what should the expectation be? I, I mean, clearly – the McKinley rights of the world can't be lost. I get that. Uh, but I told Phil, my expectation is when we talk about the Holmgrens or the Tyus Jones or the Trey Jones, right now you sort of guffaw and laugh like, oh, yeah, right, that guy's not coming here. Uh, to me, it should be you're not going to get everybody, but, uh, but you also shouldn't be laughed out of the room for trying to contend with even the top elite talent which, by the way, this state now has in spades. It does. Now, you brought up Chet Holmgren. I texted with his dad, David. David Holmgren played for the Gophers way back when. He's never met Ben. There isn't a relationship there. Chet is so far down the road, whether it's Gonzaga or maybe at some point the G League makes him a healthy six-figure offer, that Chet Holmgren or anybody else in this current senior class, senior high school class, that will be tough. But the junior class, the 2022 class here in Minnesota, Judd, there are nine players currently with a Gophers offer. I can make a case that at least one, if not two or three more, should have Gophers offers. The 2022 high school class here in Minnesota, plus there's a really good player not that far away in North Dakota, that it is so good, so thick, that Ben already has relationships with a lot of these kids. So you think about it. A lot of these kids plan on committing to their college Before this calendar year is over, so like November or December, like right when when their senior basketball season starts, 
the Trey Hollemans of the world from Creighton Durham Hall, Cam Heidi of YZ, Prince Alegbe of Minnehaha Academy, Braden Carrington of Park Center, Damarian Watson of Totino Grace, a Johnny Lee of Byron, Kansas just offered a Johnny Lee. Ben Johnson has relationships with these kids because he was recruiting them going back to when he was at Xavier, like specifically Cam Heidi. I mean, I just know that, that Ben was involved on Heidi, but Ben has a relationship with those kids in, in some capacity. He's got great relationships with the AAU coaches for those kids and the high school coaches for those kids. Then you think about going back a few years. Dawson Garcia, McDonald's All-American, not quite Jalen Suggs, but Dawson Garcia right. of Prior Lake High School goes to Marquette. Yep. It's one thing to lose him to somewhere else. And you know why he went to Marquette? Because the assistant coach at Marquette, who's now the head coach at Loyola Marymount in California, last name Johnson, Coach Johnson, recruited Garcia harder than anyone on the Gopher staff. That's not Ben's fault. Ben was at Xavier. But a coach for Marquette out-recruited everybody on the Gopher staff for Dawson Garcia. So Dawson goes to Marquette, doesn't become a Gopher. Ben Johnson doesn't lose Dawson Garcia. I'll go on the record and say that. If, if Ben Johnson were here, Dawson Garcia would right now be wearing maroon and gold. I'll give you another example. David Roddy, Breck High School. He was all-conference Mountain West. He plays for Nico Medved and Dave Thorson at Colorado State. Yes, Dave Thorson has, has a lot of relationships here in town. Yes, Dave worked David Roddy hard. But Patino was too late on offering David Roddy. Offered him in the end. It was like a token offer. It was it was a point of no return at that point. It, it was not going to be a situation when David got the gopher offer that he was going to commit here. I mean, he was so far down the road on Colorado State, it wasn't surprising when he ultimately committed to Colorado State. Ben Johnson doesn't lose David Roddy. I'll even go a step further. Not with 100% certainty, but I'll tell you this much. The Gophers would have had a real, real good shot to land Matthew Hurt, who went to Duke. Rochester, yeah, that's a hell John of a, Marshall, yeah. his brother was on the roster, right? I mean, yeah. Michael Hurt was here. Yeah. The, the Hurt family loves Ben Johnson. So that's another name. Yeah, Jalen Suggs, okay, tough. Tyus Jones, probably tough, although Flip Saunders, the late Flip Saunders, swears to me that he had Tyus Jones wrapped up if he had taken the Gophers job, if if talks had gone smoother with Mike Ellis and Norwood Teague. I mean, I'm telling you, I can't tell you many times Flip used to remind me I was getting Tyus Jones. I said, Flip, I don't know. He wanted to go play with Jalil Okafer. Like, I don't know, Flip. Flip's like, yeah, no dudes. I would have gotten Tyus Jones. Yeah. And so Flip and I used to go back and forth on that. I don't know if that's true or not. But you're not going to get every kid. You just won't. But I'm just saying, immediately, he can he can dominate the transfer portal. There are some really good Minnesota players in the transfer portal. Those kids can come in and help next year. Then you can get some commitments from the 2022 kids. So, yes. Make no mistake about this. A lot of Mark Coyle's decision is all about what Ben Johnson can do on the recruiting front. And that's huge. Uh, so t- tell me this, too, with Ben. Um, so he's 40. He's been a longtime assistant coach. He has never been a head coach before. What do you know about his ability abilities with X's and O's? And is there an obvious veteran X's and O's type assistant that he could bring in to help ease that transition? Well, I'll tell you this much. I talked to Tim Miles yesterday, former Nebraska coach, and Ben was on Tim Miles' staff for the 2012-2013 season in Lincoln. Ben then came here, was there for a year, came here, 
when Patino got the job. You know, Ben wanted to come home. So Tim Miles understood. But Tim Miles said, a lot of the X's and O's is overrated. Just in terms of a lot of coaches can do that. Plus, you're right, staff will matter. Like, I think there's a good chance that Ed Conroy stays on staff. Ed's a former head coach. So Ed knows X's and O's really, really well. He's also the uncle of Liam Robbins. So that allows you to keep Liam Robbins around. But Ed's just a good coach. You know, and and Ben and, and Ed have a relationship. So I would be surprised if Ed Conroy isn't on Ben Johnson's staff. But then you think about it, I brought up his name, Dave Thorson. Yeah. He is. I'm biased. I, I admit that. But Dave Thorson is one of the five or ten best defensive coaches in the entire country. <laughs> that man coaches defense like no other or few others. Dave Thorson and Ben Johnson, right? The DeLaSalle connection. Ben played for Dave at DeLaSalle. I don't know for sure if Dave wants to leave Nico. Nico's his guy. You know, he's built a nice, comfortable life in Fort Collins, Colorado. So maybe Thorson doesn't want to come home. But that would be a name to keep an eye on. I asked Tim Miles if he would have some interest, right? Like, you think about Juwan Howard at Michigan. He's got Phil Martelli, the former St. Joe's coach, as his right-hand man, right? A former longtime head coach as somebody he can lean on, his confidant, right? That's Juwan Howard's confidant. So I asked Tim Miles, hey, Tim. What about coming here to be Ben Johnson's right-hand man, associate head coach? And he chuckled a little bit and said he needs to ponder his future. He definitely wants to coach again. I think one thing holding Tim back is he's got at least one kid that's like a junior in high school, maybe a senior or sophomore in high school, and that kid goes to high school in Lincoln. Does he want to uproot his family for a job that that isn't a head coaching job? I don't know about that. And I think Ben is going to have so many – people knocking down his door to join his staff that that Tim is okay saying, you know what? He's going to get somebody that's really good. In fact, he's going to get three assistants that are really good. I don't need to make that move right now, but I thought about that. I thought about Tim Miles, you know, his guy there, but if not Miles, you know, maybe somebody like, you know, Jim Molinari, you know, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of names, but I do think Ed Conroy, I mean, Ed Conroy has been a head coach. I think he was a head coach at Tulane. Mm-hmm. Ed Conroy has been a division one head coach. Mm-hmm. Ed Conroy has coaching chops. I do think Ed Conroy is going to be on Ben's staff. Dukes, if, if Coyle had had a blank check, if Coyle could have pursued anybody that he desired and the pandemic was not a problem and the Gophers weren't dropping three men's minor sports, who do you think is the coach here then? I think maybe, maybe Eric Musselman. Although I had some people say, you know, with P.J. Fleck as the football coach and Muss as the basketball coach, would that have been just too much personality? Although who really cares about that? It's all about winning. And he's wound tight, right? Yeah, Eric is wound tight. The old man was. Yeah, he took Nevada to the Sweet 16 just like that. He's got Arkansas in the Sweet 16. Just like that, Arkansas, heck, if you look at the the bracket, you know, I mean, you can make a strong case. Arkansas is going to the Final Four, although I, I think they're in the same bracket as Loyola Chicago. So I might lean Loyola Chicago in that bracket, although I don't even know if I have the bracket. You know what? I've got a bracket right here, which is completely broken. Where is Arkansas? No, Illinois, Loyola, that is not Arkansas. Arkansas is the three. Yeah, Arkansas is the three in the Baylor bracket. So they'll run into Baylor, but... Arkansas gets who here in the Sweet 16? Ohio State gone. They get Oral Roberts, right? So I like Arkansas's chances to get to at least the Elite Eight. I don't think they beat Baylor. I think Baylor gets to the Final Four Mm -hmm. out of that bracket. But regardless, right? I mean, Eric Musselman in two years, 
has turned around Arkansas. Yeah. When was the last time Arkansas was in the Sweet 16? But his buyout is $5 million. It does go down below $2 million after May 1st. But Mark Coyle just didn't want to wait. Plus, to get Eric Musselman here, you would have had to break the bank. I mean, he makes north of, I don't know what exactly he makes at Arkansas. That's He's about to saying. get a raise right. at Arkansas. So, I mean, right. you would have had to pay him. As much as he loves it here, Minnesota has a special place in Muss's heart for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. But you would have had to break the bank to get Eric Musselman here. You know, so, yeah, I mean, you're talking, you know, having to make him a top five paid coach in the Big Ten plus pay the buyout. So to answer your question, I think it's Muss, you know, blank check. But that just – that wasn't realistic. It just wasn't. What is next for the Purple? So Patrick Peterson has signed. Dalvin uh, Tomlinson has signed. Still, I guess, waiting on a free agent, probably left guard. I don't know how exactly they plan on addressing left tackle. That could be through the draft. What is your expectation about what the next move is uh, in Egan? I think they're still busy on the phone. I think they're after a safety. I think they're after a guard. Chris Thomason of the Pioneer Press had that forest lamp steam a few days ago. Makes logical sense. We talked about this last week yeah. on the Thursday appearance that that I know for a fact the Vikings were pretty big fans of Forest Lamp pre-draft, you know, a few years ago. But Forest Lamp on a minimum type deal makes all sorts of sense to me. You know, there are so many safeties out there. I mean, they really like Will Parks. They made him an offer a year ago. They put a waiver claim in on him back in December. They've had conversations as recently as Friday with his representation. So he's clearly, you know, one option. But then you think about the former Cowboy, Xavier Woods. I don't know if it's Xavier or Xavier. He's got a connection with at least one Vikings coach, mm -hmm. you know, one of the staff members of Mike Zimmer. So he's a logical candidate. But if you look at the free agent safety list, there are so many names on that list. They'll stumble into one of those guys. So yes. I would look at those two positions immediately. I was told, Judd, that there is a tackle that they have interest in, but the cap space doesn't necessarily work out right now. So if they create a bit more space, although I saw the Anthony Barr contract details, it seems like the Vikings, I haven't been on the NFLPA website this morning. You know they update that thing pretty regularly for us in the media with, with how much cap space each team has. But I saw the Anthony Barr contract details. It was it was framed differently than I thought. So, you know, at this moment, you might have the exact number, but I think the Vikings have more cap space than I originally thought, mm -hmm. or at least thought like 24 to 48 hours ago. But I was told by by the camp of, of this tackle that the money just doesn't quite work right now. And so this tackle is going to wait a little bit longer, but it it it's worth saying that, that they have kicked the tires on on at least one tackle. So guard, safety, tackle. Could I see them adding, you know, another cornerback for depth, another wide receiver for depth? Yeah, I, I can see all those things happen. Defensive end possibly for for depth as well. Because it, it is an interesting conversation that they definitely targeted Lawson in the uh, tampering period time. And that would have been an expensive venture, but they clearly – we're trying to get a right end to put as a bookend to, to Hunter at left end. They lost out there and then signed Tomlinson Dukes. So the one position that we come back to that they really tried to target hard and get a uh, top free agent at and so far have not gotten a guy, I think, other than signing Weatherly is defensive end. So I'm curious what they're going to do there. You're right. I was remiss in, in not mentioning that because they also made Trey Hendrickson a healthy offer. Yeah. So, yeah, Lawson Another was one. 1A, but Hendrickson was plan 1B. 
Tomlinson was somewhere soon thereafter. That's why I chuckled the other day when Rick Spielman introduced Tomlinson on the Zoom press conference and said, he was our number one target. Yeah, come on. Number one target. A guy that plays a redundant position to Michael Pierce was our number one target. Rick, Rick can't help himself. They'll play him at three technique. They feel like his skill set translates to three technique, that he can coexist next to Michael Pierce. But yeah, that was not their number one target. You're right. Lawson into Hendrickson. You had the Shaquille Griffin steam which makes sense because Patrick Peterson laid out his timetable for us yesterday, and he said it really ramped up on Wednesday. I think my sense is Joel Siegel, his agent, initiated talks a couple days prior just to kind of plant a seed. But the Vikings just – they didn't think Patrick Peterson wanted to come to Minnesota, but clearly they were looking for a quarterback. So your Shaquille Griffin steam makes all sorts of sense. So it was Griffin, it was Hendrickson, it was Lawson, and then Tomlinson was somewhere – Thereafter, but you're right. Carlos Dunlap is a name that would make some sense. He's got some history. Geno Atkins, perhaps inside. Yeah, and Gunther. Yeah, Geno Atkins has the same agent as Tomlinson. Uh, so you know the Vikings have a have a good relationship with with that individual. So yeah, maybe on on Geno. Did he officially get let go by Cincinnati? I think he's been let go. Yeah. Okay, I've been so knee deep and go for basketball work for hey, I got some seventy two hours. I missed that. I got some cornerback steam as well for you about. Something I heard the Peterson camp might have been alerted to right before they made the call to the Vikings. The Vikings at least inquired on Richard Sherman. Yes, that, well, I've that's an interesting I've, one. Yeah, I've been tweeted that multiple times. Mm-hmm. I actually weird backstory. I don't need to give you the whole backstory, but I stumbled into a Richard Sherman cell phone number, so I texted him. Right? Why not? He never got back to me. But you up? Yeah, I. I, I I pursued that. So yes, do I do I think that that makes logical sense? Yes, and I know this is the scoop, and I'm supposed to have every answer, but I I don't have that answer, Judd. Yeah, but- I will defer to you on that. But yeah, I think I think there's some truth to that for sure. More scoops. The floor is yours. Well, the NBA trade deadline is just days away. It is Thursday afternoon. I am told the Wolves are doing as much fishing as any team in the league. They are asking about just about any warm-bodied power forward. Like any power forward that you might think, even if there's a 5% chance that team would trade him, that the Wolves have inquired about that player. So we know about Aaron Gordon of Orlando. We know about John Collins of Atlanta. There's Dwight Powell of Dallas. That name really hasn't been out there, but that's a name that the Wolves have gone fishing on. Now, do I foresee a scenario where the Wolves and the Mavericks match up on a trade? That Dwight Powell ends up here? No, not at all. I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Remember, most trades talked about never happen. The Wolves are trying to involve a third team, so maybe they feel like their best path to landing an Aaron Gordon type is to involve a third team. So just know this. The Wolves are are incredibly active. Like It's going to be a crazy stretch here. This is about when talks pick up. We're about 51 hours or so. As we talk here at 10.50 on on Tuesday morning, we're about 51 hours away from the deadline, 52 hours, whatever it is, somewhere in that ballpark, 53 hours. This is really when talks seriously ramp up. So, you know, look for for more rumors to be out there because Gerson Rosas, Sachin Gupta, and the rest of that front office are are working the phones diligently. Who would the Wolves trade if a deal is made uh, before the deadline, do you think? Well, I mean, I think they're open-minded to trading a lot of guys, but I can tell you the two guys that – that other teams are doing the most homework on. Mm-hmm. So think about it. So like if 
if you're the LA Clippers and you have interest in Ricky Rubio and you want the book on Ricky Rubio, think about maybe some people you would call to get the book on Ricky Rubio. So one of those people that, that would come to mind, I, I went back and forth with. And this individual told me Ricky Rubio and Jake Lehman is, is who this individual is getting the most phone calls about. So it's those two guys, but clearly they would move Jared Culver. They would move yeah. Josh Okogie. They would move, they would move a lot of guys. You know, I mean, last night was another reminder of how broken this roster is. You know, like I saw, I saw some people on social media after the performances in Phoenix, and those were fun games, right? But like I saw people saying, oh, look at this. You know, everything is, is, is changed. Hey, let's hold hands and sing Kumbaya. The Wolves are, are a surefire playoff team. If Chris Finch was here from day one, and Chris Finch, by the way, is a really good coach. Yes, he is. And their offensive rating is top 10 since the All-Star break. So I'm telling you, Chris Finch knows what the hell he's doing. Mm-hmm. The, the one knock on him, I told you the day he got hired was, can he connect with players? But in terms of X's and O's, you know, schematics, the man is, is a basketball savant. Chris Finch is a really, really good tactician as a coach. But the roster still has so many warts. We were reminded of that last night. Oklahoma City was down a bunch of guys, and they still kicked the Wolves behind. But, yeah, it's Rubio. It's Lehman. But I'm just telling you, Judd, I mean, I don't think Cat's going anywhere. Anthony Edwards isn't going anywhere. Jaden McDaniels isn't going anywhere unless it brings back some sort of superstar. But, like, you know, go down the roster. Jordan McLaughlin, who's in the – COVID protocol should be off that list here pretty quick. I mean, there's a lot of guys that that if the right opportunity presents itself, they will happily move. Great stuff, sir. Thank you. You got it. I'm talking to J.B. Bickerstaff here in a second. Look forward to it. I'll awesome. be in touch, Judd. See ya. See ya, Doogie. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.